Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Buckle up, because it's going to be a long ride. It's going to be a wild ride. Nobody cares, but we're going to tell you anyways. This is Popcorn Chats. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Popcorn Chat. I'm McKay. And I'm Katie. And today we are back with not Game of Thrones coverage, but still TV show coverage because the first two episodes in Disney Plus's new original series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, have dropped and... The prequel stands are truly blessed. We've spent years being ridiculed for the love of movies. <laughs> and now everyone thinks it's fucking cool to love them. And I am gatekeeping Hayden Christensen as much as I can from <laughs> all the bitches now who are like, oh my God, I love him. It's like, back up, back up. He's been my man since I was a literal child in elementary school, okay? <laughs> Let me have my fucking moment. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my now, God. too, everyone is like, look at how hot Miles Teller is in, um, yes. <laughs> in Top Gun. And I'm like, once again, where were you all at in 2013 when the spectacular <laughs> now and Whiplash came out? And everyone, you know, is kind of coming around to Adam Driver, too. And I'm like, once again, where have you all been? I just want to gatekeep my men forever and ever. We're gonna I have been about- thinking about you so much with the Miles Teller stuff. <sighs> I'm like flabbergasted. <laughs> Yeah, my household is very um, pro Hayden Christensen as well because my roommate Shelby grew up with the prequels similar to you. And so we've just been having like the interviews for these on all day, every day. I think she kind of feels the same way that she would like to gatekeep him as well. Yes. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss, everyone away from Hayden Christensen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I even remember my boss, my old boss, my first boss that I had at my job. He like he was a big Star Wars fan, so we would talk about that, but he hated the prequels and he would rag on him all the time. And now you know I need to like email him tomorrow and be like, Are you watching Kenobi? And if you are, do you like it? And if so, we need to have a conversation because I've been here since like the age of eight. So Yeah. Yeah, get with it, dude. I'm very excited to be talking about this. Obviously sad that we only have two episodes to be covering. I don't think we're planning on covering episode by episode. We don't have like our content figured out months in advance. So maybe we'll revisit at a later date. But for now, obviously just covering the two episodes that are out. Should we check in before we get jumped into our coverage? Totally. Take it away. How are you? Um, I'm fine. For those of you who don't know, I quit my job. My mom stopped listening to this show a long time ago, but mom, if you're listening, I quit my job. Did she <laughs> not know? Did you not tell them? <laughs> I told my dad. I don't know if he told her, but um, they've been in Greece. We're like 10 hours apart, and I like called my dad like crying. I was like, I'm just such a failure, and like I know you're going to say that I'm like entitled for quitting my job, and he's like, I didn't raise you to let yourself get treated like that. I'm proud of you for walking out of there, like all this stuff. So it was a good combo with my with my dad. I love my dad. Okay, anyways, yes, I quit my job. So now I'm doing well. 
bag uh, out here. So I'm just like walking and taking care of like rich people's dogs basically out in Beverly Hills. I had like an existential crisis. So here is the story and I'm, I'm apologizing in advance for this annoyingly long story, but it's funny. So I'm doing WAG. I get this dog that I need to take for a 60 minute walk. So most people have their dogs get walked for like 20 to 30 minutes and that's like more than enough. A 60 minute walk, even like Nala who loves walks would be over it by like the 30 minute mark. So I'm like, damn, 60 minutes. Okay, but it's good money. So I like go. The dog's name is Wheezy and he's a fucking like Frenchy, like pit bull, basically like a pig with fur. I pull up, I go to get him and his owner isn't home, but the house cleaning lady is there and um, she didn't speak English very well and my Spanish fucking sucks these days. I haven't, I'm very out of practice. So we were like trying to talk, but it was really... Like, not going well. This fucking dog just comes bounding out, like, slobbering everywhere. And, like, his name is Wheezy for a fucking reason. Like, you could just imagine this dog, like, just... This doesn't look like a dog who needs a 60-minute walk. I'm, like, talking to the the lady and, like, getting his leash from her and everything. And she's like, when you be back? And I was like, oh, uh, we'll be back in about an hour. And she's like, an hour? And I was like, yeah, the, the walk instructions say, like, for 60 minutes. She goes... Oh, he no walk an hour. <laughs> like here, this walk is doomed from the start. This sixty-minute walk with this dog. It fucking was. So whatever. He's so cute. We're walking. It's fine. I take him to a park. We find a ball. We're like playing fetch with the ball. He loves it. I like let him off his leash. He's going crazy. He's such a good boy. Then there's still like twenty minutes left of this walk, but um, we walked a really long way to get to the park. So then I'm like, okay, we should start heading back. So he just won't do it. <laughs> oh <laughs> this no, dog. Plus. Also, he wouldn't drink water. I was, mm. He was like out of breath, panting. And I would feel him and he's like burning up. He's like really hot. This dog is clearly exhausted, but he wouldn't drink the water that I was trying to give him. So I end up carrying this dog and he's little, but he's like chunky as fuck. <laughs> and he's hot and panting like crazy. Has nasty ass breath. It's just has the biggest smile on his face. It's just like so happy to be getting carried all the way fucking home. Oh my god. <laughs> it was just such like a funny experience. So whatever. I fucking love doing WAG. It's awesome. It's really good money. The people are always super nice. The dogs are incredible. Like, it's a really good gig. If you're looking mm -hmm. for a side hustle, I suggest WAG. Anyways, not spots. The thing that has been pissing me off lately, and the thing that I'm coming to realize about Los Angeles, right, is when people think about Los Angeles, they think of, like, influencers and, like, all these very, like, image-centered people. If you're not from here, like, that's kind of what you think about. That's just, like, a very small percentage of LA. And then, like, the rest of us here fucking hate those people <laughs> and like don't like them at all and lately I have been really really fucking annoyed with this group of humans I'm scrolling through TikTok the end of the day my safe place my unwind time and I see this fucking bitch Tara who's TikTok famous and oh, all she with does the wags. yeah and she goes on these cruises and just fucks around on the cruise whatever I followed her because her content was fucking funny and I was like hell yeah girl get that bag just going on cruises and, like dicking around dream life love that shit she starts doing wag and her like rates are really low so she gets like picked for a lot because she doesn't need this money and she just like makes tiktoks long story fucking short she made a tiktok with wheezy and i was just like damn and i see 1.2 million likes 
I'm like, this bitch did the exact same thing I did. Like she took him to the same park, playing fetch with him, all the stuff. And she got 1.2 million likes on TikTok. And I just had a mental breakdown about that. Then I saw James Charles doing the same fucking thing. Oh, I'm gonna do whack for a day, sisters. Get, get, get off. You don't need to do that. Fuck off. If you want to play with dogs, get a fucking dog. You don't need to be taking jobs from people who actually need the fucking money. And I'm so sick of these influencers being like, oh my God, I'm going to my job for the day. It's so quirky. It's not a trend. Working in the service industry isn't a trend. You check in. How are you? Oh, um, whatever. I'm fine. <laughs> You're going on a trip. I am going on a trip. I have a fucking cat hair stuck to my mouth and I want to kill myself because of it. There. Thank God. Got it on the first try. <laughs> that like never happens. Um, Congrats. I'm doing good. Uh, yes, I am going on a trip. I'm very excited. My mom is staying with the kitties. So oh, I was wondering what Corinne and I were both wondering who was watching them. Yeah, no, just since it's only going to be for the couple of days, my mom is popping over here. And since nice. you were going to be in town, like, obviously, I wasn't going to ask Corinne for that. But I am probably going to ask Corinne when I see her at volleyball um, about in August for my cousin's wedding to see if she can stay. But it'll only be for a night, but see if she could see them. Um, I got a pet camera, which is fun. So now when I'm away, I can, like, check in on that. Although it is terrifying to look at at night. Um, it literally looks like paranormal activity in my living room and Arya's eyes glow and she like it must have a little bit of a sound when I move it because I can like tilt it from my phone to like move around the room mm. and she must be able to hear it because then she like stares at it and follows yeah. the camera with her head it's so creepy that's just like extra peace of mind I spent my memorial day weekend cat or dog sitting my parents dog over at their house with both of the kitties so it wasn't like a very restful weekend but or like I wasn't able to do anything either like I just had to stay there but but I'm very much looking forward to my trip. So I upgraded myself to Comfort Plus on the plane because it was only like 2,100 miles and I have like a whole bunch of miles. Um, so that way I will for sure not have to check my bag <laughs> because like the plane was filling in more. And when I get into Atlanta, I have to like hang out at the airport for like almost an hour and a half until my ride is coming to pick me up because there are two other girls flying in like a half an hour after me and then a half an hour after that. So she's not going to make multiple trips just to like get us all. So she's just making one at 1030 when the three of us are in. So I didn't want to have to like check my bag because then if it went out to baggage claim, I would have to leave like the fun part of the airport where. I don't want to do that and then like sit at baggage claim for an hour and a half like I want to get a coffee wander around right. so I upgraded myself just so that way like for sure I would have overhead bag room and Good. I would not have to worry about that I'm not like that my seat <laughs> for my flight home on Thursday is literally in the back of the plane <laughs> I fucking checked and I feel like I'm gonna have to check my bag and I'm pissed about it because apparently like basic economy is only allowed one personal item and not a carry-on. But you should be able to have like a carry-on and then like your backpack. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, um, you should be able to have it or if you get to the gate, then they'll check it for free. Like if yeah. you get that far. So just don't go to the desk counter because you can check in on the app. What airline are you flying? United. 
I haven't flown United in a long time. But if you're just what are you flying? Delta. Bitch, I love Delta. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I and fuck with it, Delta. It goes direct. That was that's like one of the only airlines that goes direct from Madison to Atlanta. So if I wanted to drive to Milwaukee, I could have saved myself like a hundred dollars. But then I would have had to stay overnight in Milwaukee tomorrow night, and I didn't want to have to do that because otherwise I would have had to because the flight out would have again been at like four or like five forty five in the morning, and there was no way in hell I was getting up to drive to Milwaukee. Thursday morning so I was like I'll spend the extra like hundred dollars to fly in and out of Madison so but my seat on the way back is not as good it's like obviously it's basic like I booked a basic seat I only just upgraded just for my personal peace of mind because I was getting anxious about yeah. having to check my bag but I originally booked just like basic ass economy so I feel like we should just preface this podcast that if you are going to be one of those asshole elitist Star Wars douchebags fuck off this podcast page I don't fucking care Katie doesn't care you don't need to listen to us then I am a genuine Star Wars fan but I am not one of those bitches who reads all the books all of the books all of the cartoons like I don't watch all those I'm a big movie fan of them and that's about it I tried to watch the cartoons I tried to watch the Clone Wars I can't do fucking animated things I don't like I just I genuinely don't want that attitude over here even just seeing it on Twitter I'm like all these men can just go absolutely suck ass I don't want you here we're just trying to have fun and talk about this show and what we enjoyed what we maybe didn't and just have like a casual conversation about it as a genuine Star Wars fan and Katie also like you enjoy Star Wars I mean it's not your favorite but you don't dislike it no I don't dislike it and especially the prequels I think they just have like a special place in my heart because Again, they, like, came out when we were growing up, and I remember playing the Lego Star Wars video game and, like, watching these. This was, like, my first introduction to Star Wars, and that was kind of, like, the same with you, too. So it's nostalgic, and I was very um, excited for this release. I just, I think it's cool when when actors come back to something years, decades later. Like, it's been a really long time. So just that that alone is like intriguing enough. Uh, I completely forgot about the Lego Star Wars game. I feel like playing that now. And you know what I felt like playing over the weekend was Guitar Hero. I saw this yes. one video, someone on TikTok playing Guitar Hero. And I was like, what I wouldn't do right now, especially when I was just stuck in the house all weekend. I was like, what I wouldn't give right now to have like a PlayStation and just be able to play Guitar Hero all weekend. <laughs> I know. Yeah, my um, friend brought over, she's like a Switch or whatever, that Nintendo Switch, and we played Just Dance, and I was like, ugh. Yeah, and it was a workout. Honestly, if I ever saw someone play or someone selling on, like, Facebook Marketplace, like, Guitar Hero for really, really cheap with, like, everything included, I would definitely buy it. Yeah. Yeah. That and Mario Kart. Like, if someone was selling a Wii, I love Mario Kart. I would just like to say that the recap at the start, Disney and just everyone involved in this, fucking A motherfucking plus, getting Mm -hmm. us into, like, I'm prepared for this. I, again, I'm very intrigued by, like, the idea, the concept. It's 10 years after uh, episode three, whatever, whatever. However, that fucking recap really really put me in it mm-hmm. and had me on like a whole nother emotional plane we're a big fan of montages on the pod here oh like, yeah. we, we love a montage and i think you're totally right it put it's kind of like how we were talking last week with the game of thrones theme song how that like puts me in the mood to watch game of thrones like this montage just put me in the mood for this story that we were about to see not that i already wasn't but it just really helped like set right the tone. and definitely packed an emotional punch appreciated the beginning with the callbacks for the fucking younglings <laughs> 
with at the beginning with that scene it is very much i mean reminiscent of revenge of the sith so yeah yeah and it's kind of like answering questions like were there groups that got away were there jedi that that lived besides obi-wan kenobi like all these questions are kind of being answered it's a very interesting like piece of the star wars timeline that it's cool to see like things get answered well do you want to do standout star standout scene sure let's do it what do you want to do for a standout star my standout star i really oh fuck i don't know her name but the bad guy girl reva um is, is that it reva name? or reva it's r-e-v-a because i don't really think it was said like i yeah what don't do they really... call her they call her like she has like a title is she one of the inquisitors well she is one of the inquisitors i don't know what yeah because her... i remember like i had to look that up i was like what is her name and then like sung kane too i was like what is his <laughs> name i didn't know and again that was fifth brother and i was like i never got that oh yeah they call her like sis- third sister or something i love a female villain mm-hmm. and we don't get many of them in star wars i remember when when ray like saw her dark <sighs> version of herself and how like intrigued by that you and i were and so it's really cool to see like a woman wielding a red lightsaber i would pay my life savings to see a movie a redoing of rise of skywalker where Ray turns into Dark Ray and her and Kylo rule. But I agree. Love seeing a female villain. What about you? Who is your standout star? Um, I feel like, yes, I loved her, but I do feel like it, I honestly, it might've been Leia. Like I really loved her, but I do just think like for nostalgic purposes, I love seeing Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan has never been my favorite. Like in, even if I'm counting like top 10 Star Wars characters, he probably doesn't make it in my opinion, just because I obviously love the dark side and I love villains and Obi-Wan is a very morally good person you know like he do- he doesn't have any sort of ill intentions he's not even like morally gray he very is like I'm going to do what's right for people and whatever blah 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 like very righteous Jedi attitude which is just not my thing it's really not yeah that's why it's not I mine like- either no that's why I liked um in that made a lot of fans mad was in The Last Jedi when Luke took a little bit of a dark turn and people were like that's not Luke Skywalker and I'm like but he's fucking interesting now he was not interesting in the original mm-hmm. movies I'm sorry so even in this like is he still my favorite character no but there is just like that feeling that I got watching him back on screen in this character that just made me feel like giddiness inside mm-hmm. and I was just yeah. very happy to see him reprising this role that I would say so far he is as soon as Hayden Christensen stops on my screen though it is over it is over for everyone involved so. <laughs> yeah I saw an interview with Ewan McGregor about like talking about all the backlash I got when these prequels first came out and how he struggled to appreciate the fact that like he played this iconic character and like stepping back mm-hmm. into it now he has like this newfound appreciation for it and I'm just like that sucks you know that people fandoms are people are crazy vicious. like people can be a little mm-hmm. it is annoying that's why I never like even though I would say like I'm a part of like the Star Wars fandom I'm a part of like the Fast and Furious fandom like I'm a part of certain fandoms but I will always keep like one foot in one foot out because I can't with the like toxicity that often exists in them with those select people that make them like have a bad name for themselves you know because obviously not everyone involved has like negative intentions or, or or is negative but I'm like why do you hate on something so much that you supposedly love 
love. And like that was the prequels. Like people fucking ripped them apart. I'm glad that people now like I feel like have come around to appreciate them more, but it's just kind of annoying at the same time. Your standout scene? Um, I think it's hard not to love the scene when Obi-Wan says to little Leia, like you remind me of someone talking about her mom. Yeah, and just seeing like little Leia be this perfect combination of Anakin and Leia and like just how I feel like Anakin especially would have loved her so much and Mm -hmm. she would have been such a daddy's girl, I think. Obi-Wan like sees that too as he's going on because he's like getting annoyed by this child like being so stubborn and like forthright and he's like wow that was my Anakin and I I just like how Leia's kind of getting her moment in this one like she's just important just as important Mm -hmm. as Luke and she's force sensitive Mm -hmm. too and that moment where like Obi-Wan kind of has an emotional moment with her is very sweet. That was also one of my standouts was the scene, one, when he was talking about reminding him Padme, but just when they talked about Leia is as important as Luke because obviously they're they're both like the most iconic pair of twins, I think, in like cinema history, honestly. And maybe with the Shining twins. (laughs) Like, you know, like they're just, they're two iconic (laughs) characters, both each in of their own right. But Luke... Luke is always overshadowed of being like the Jedi, the savior, the one with all the powers, you know, whatever. And Leia has always been just as important to this story as Luke has. And I loved in um, The Rise of Skywalker when they showed that flashback of Luke and Leia Mm -hmm. training. I thought that was great. And like, again, just starting to like build in those little pieces that have been missed over history uh, Mm -hmm. or like overlooked in Leia's life. And I really like that we are starting to see that in this show specifically that they're like building more onto that backstory and I'm just excited to see more of her because she was like so fun to watch in this. It's interesting to see like Obi-Wan's fixation on Luke and kind of um, how he's like oh I'm in hiding but also putting out all the branches towards Luke and it's like what about Leia like why her dad and you have like a relationship so that seems like an easier you were to like train her but anyways I'm getting ahead of myself. I just really appreciate appreciate seeing like someone so like you said earlier morally good as Obi-Wan have these flaws and like struggle choosing what's right over what's easy or like self-preservation and all that stuff and like him just dealing with the aftermath of this trauma of like seeing his best friend burn to a crisp and like having to cut his legs off and like he didn't even know that he was still alive very interesting I really like to see that how that's haunted him and haunted him for so long because now the twins are what like 10 in this yeah like how like I, I don't know exactly how old they are but obviously many years later yes still haunting them for sure I don't know if you want to get into this right now tell me if you don't want to but my like biggest and only grievance with this entire thing is the children cast to play Luke and Leia in this I feel like okay well especially Leia like very talented little girl she was in bird box well, I'm sure she's great as like a human that that bitch is not fucking 10. <laughs> I, yeah. And it's just like some of her lines and like, it just really took me out of it. Like she's a straight up six year old child. Yeah. Am I wrong? Like, I, I don't think I know kids ages very well, but I know that's yeah. not a fucking 10 year old girl. And like how, I don't know how old is she supposed to be? Is she supposed to be six? No, it's just supposed to be 10 years later. Oh, okay. But that is not a 10 year old. That's no. like a kindergartner. <laughs> 
See, I just have a thing with kids in general and things I don't tend to typically like it. They're all just eight. <laughs> and they, like, I, don't, I can't differentiate their ages. And what I hate even more is like how kids like deliver lines or like some of the lines that like writers write. Because obviously like writers are adults. They're full grown adults. So having them write children's dialogue often is pretty cringy to me. So there were even certain lines that she says in here that I'm like... Mm. Yeah. That's definitely like a full on adult. I still enjoyed Leia a lot. I Me more too. just yeah. loved seeing like her sassiness and everything because it is just exactly how you would picture Leia as a child because she was like this very like sassy and strong willed adult. So it's interesting seeing that as a child, but I do agree with you that I don't know, kids just kind of throw off the vibe for me. <laughs> I feel like it would have been better if it was just like a bit of an older kid. Like, I don't get why. And now I can't even remember why I was so pissed about it, but I was, I just kept imagining it being just like a slightly older child, like a preteen. This kid that is playing Leia, once again, very talented, no tea, no shade, honey, come on the pod if you want. She's not 10. She's literally, she's like in grade school. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel like her rebelliousness and like her going away from her mom and not wanting to dress up and not wanting to be a princess and all that. And just like her strong willed, not that a six year old can't be strong willed but like it just the character and everything makes more sense and then also the timeline like it's 10 years later that's not a 10 year old child period i'm gonna look up how old this child i think i did watch her be like 11 (laughs) (laughs) dude no there's no fucking way okay leia appears as a 10 year old yeah but what's the actress name vivian lyra blair okay vivian (laughs) oh liar oh lyra oh Am I dumb? Why is she? She's dumb? nine. Okay, but when they filmed this, she was probably eight. True. Or seven. I don't Why know. Why is she listed as an author on IMDb? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's listed as a producer. She's a fucking the- child. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. Okay, anyways. Sometimes. Why is she literally not even anyways. on this cast list that I have? Okay, I know she's whatever. not. Sorry about that. Maybe that was something that I didn't need to get that upset about, but it took me out of it. I do have to say one scene that like cracked me up because I just love, I fucking love like the world of Star Wars and all of the different creatures and them all just like coexisting and where Obi-Wan's living. And I fucking love when the Jawa comes with like the different parts in his cart and he literally like stole one of obi-wan's parts that he needed to then like resell it back to obi-wan like i just thought that was like a funny little little interaction yeah and i just love like all of the like i guess oddities you know Mm -hmm. that are in this world intermixed with like our main actors yeah the the quirkiness of star wars and like the world is very interesting to me it's very different from a lot of other like fantasy worlds it's like this very serious political climate but then also just like these funny little creatures <laughs> bopping around and like little droids. Yeah. We do not stand the drone violent or the drone, the droid violence on this show. Like when Leia's little Her droid little ladybug. Yeah, fuck that. Oh, was I pissed. When she oh, read her I cousin's pissed. bitch ass when she w- he was like, You don't have to be polite to them. They're automatrons or whatever the fuck. And she's like, Well, then I don't have to be polite to you because you don't have a brain either. I was like, <laughs> Read his ass, bitch. I loved it. I loved that scene with the cousin and then like the talking to after of them being like, You can't say that. And she's like, I would rather die than. <laughs> 
Yeah, then apologize. <laughs> Give him an apology. <laughs> yeah, and like the conversation with the dad, I thought was really sweet. Mm-hmm. And I like how yeah. that's the same actor too. Love and like to see him back again. All these other people, like Owen or whatever, Luke's uncle, that yeah. actor coming back, and he played such a small role, but then like seeing that same face come back, it's like very recognizable. And then that whole situation of him saying like stay away from him and like Obi-Wan saying well he needs training and Owen being like like he trained his dad and that being like oof a little bit of a touchy subject also because Mm -hmm. we saw him have his trauma dream and so it's like damn Owen maybe you can chillax a little bit because someone is going through it a a little bit and you need to chill Mm -hmm. and I love that we see Obi-Wan living such like a mundane life like going to work clocking in clocking out riding the shuttle home you know very just like things that we do (laughs) every day Mm -hmm. kind of thing and also I felt kind of reminiscent of Rey in the beginning of Force Awakens when she's just like living on this planet scavenging for parts selling them for food going home cooking and that's like that's her day that's her life that's what she's doing mm-hmm. it's just interesting to see that that look at his life now and really how much of a shell it is compared to what it used to be yeah and he's clearly having a hard time you know he has to like go against all of his training and all of his instincts of like his compassionate instincts and like that moment too when after that altercation between him and Owen and then how the Sith and the Inquisitors come and they're about to, like, kill Owen's family uh, if no one, like, gives up the Jedi or whatever. Fucking Obi-Wan was about to let Owen die, it seemed like. And it's just nuts. So... Yeah, I don't know. I feel for him in this, definitely. But I'm also like, you can definitely see the flaws in the Jedi community as a whole and then Obi-Wan as a person. Because at the end of the day, you know, he's still just a person. Another, like, minor detail that I thought was very interesting, and this is something else, too, that I love about Star Wars and the world of Star Wars. One of my favorite um, Star Wars movies is Rogue One. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before and just how they made an entire story about that one line in the first the episode four when they're like a bunch of brave people died getting this message to Leia or whatever. I love that like all the stories that exist within minor details like that and all the stories that go into making this this big main one that we all know and love. So I think, again, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan and I don't watch all the like Clone Wars and the TV shows and Mandalorian and all this stuff. I don't, I'm not saying that I'm into all that, but I appreciate those, those details and all these stories that are coming out of this, this one big one that we all know. I just think it's really neat how in the very first film, episode four, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And she, like, sends that message and that sets the catalyst for literally everything. She knew about him. She knew of him and she knew to reach out to him for help because they met. She was younger and that's something that, like, me as someone who doesn't, I'm not super into Star Wars, would, like, overlook. Like, how did she know to reach out to him um, and trust him? You know, and it's like, this is why, because they had this little rendezvous. See, and there was actually some people fighting on Twitter about that being a plot hole of saying like, she didn't know him before because when they first meet, she says like, you served my father in the Clone Wars and people took that as like that they had never met before. But then other people were pointing out, which what like I view it as is like, why would she have sent this thing out to this random ass dude to be like, you're my only hope if she has no clue who she, who he is. Mm -hmm. And people took it as saying like, when she said, 
said, and personally, like you served my father in the Clone Wars, that it wasn't like, oh, I didn't, or like, this is that piece of history for us to like get on the same page about that it was like, will, instead it was like, will you do this again for yeah, me? Yeah. So that's how I saw it as well. So like, I don't think that that seemed like a plot hole at all. No. But some no. people were arguing that it was. Well, they can shut up. I feel like the, it was. it's a really good detail. Like, yeah, because she's like, I don't know if you remember me because we had this little, like, encounter a long-ass time ago, but you did this for my dad. Like, you know my dad. You know me. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. No slander. Rude. Yeah. Writing is really hard, people. Well, and if and you think how... you can do it better, fucking do it then. Well, and also, how could George Lucas plan back, like, what... <laughs> 40 fucking years ago, however many years I'm bad at math to estimate a long ass time ago, that his one movie that he created was going to catch on for years and years and years and years to come to have like trilogies, spinoff TV shows, animated shows, like all this shit. The CEOs at Disney and like the writers like working on these like huge fucking shows and productions, they're not going to be like, oh no, at Jeremiah 313 caught this plot hole so we have to scrap the whole thing. When I said not to keep it straight, I don't mean that they like can't keep their story straight, but that they're not going to explore other things because they said like in a one-off sentence something different when they feel like now they could create like a whole entire season worth of a storyline. Yeah. Like I would much prefer that they do that throw everything out the window. When it's like a minor detail too. Yeah. Like it's not even something huge. It's not like they said actually Ben Solo came back to life. You know? Like it's not reversing something like that. So I don't know. I'm fine with it. And also because I don't think that they're like just what? You know, I can just log on to the pet cam while I keep talking. <laughs> I'm, yeah, like, I'm perfectly fine with them. Look at them. Look at them. Mm. There's Dory. And I think Aria might, is Aria walking? Oh, she's going into the, she's going into the laundry room. But look at that. Oh my God, that is so fun. I fucking love it. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with them doing some, like, little minor things here and there like that. If there yeah. are any things. It's not like Pretty Little Liars where they were like, let's just fucking plot hole after plot hole after plot hole. Ignore it. Yeah, once again. And people being nitpicky about stuff for what also shout out to the fact that this was directed by a woman i feel like you can really tell that it has that feminine touch and that it was not only directed by a woman but directed by someone who loves star wars and loved the prequels and it's just really good to see that happening in Hollywood especially with something like that Disney bought and now owns that it's still being handled with care like this I just think as a as a fan like I would really appreciate that and just as as an audience member I appreciate it that's what I feel like with Star Wars in general when people get involved they get involved because they like are genuinely fans of the show like when I think about like Ryan Johnson who like again has gotten a ton of slander from the fans and to all that I say fuck you because The Last Jedi is epic but he was like a huge Star Wars fan and he was like so overjoyed to be working on it and even like Laura Dern you know was like a huge Star Wars fan so they're like okay let's give you like this part here so many people are stormtroopers that like you can't even see their faces but they love Star Wars so much that they just want to be a stormtrooper (laughs) if they can and I think that's just really cool that it tends to be like even though this is like a huge Hollywood franchise it feels almost like a small knit kind of community Mm -hmm. of people who want to get involved in it and like do take the care and like respect 
of the franchise and like the work that George Lucas has put into it. Definitely. Definitely. It's very cool to see. Also, I recently, well, watching this show, I realized the difference between the clones and the stormtroopers. I thought they were the same thing. Mm. Mm -mm. That was another thing that I thought was really cool because the same actor dude, the same actor, clone guy, Boba Fett guy, was seen like panhandling. And this, I was like, even he came back. Look at that. That's me. But then I was confused again. I was like, wait, so he's a clone. Are all the stormtroopers that? No. Could have been a bit of a different product design for us uh imbeciles to be a little bit less confused <laughs> us girlies who aren't necessarily up with the star wars knowledge there's so much in that world to keep straight like even just ewoks job of the hut like although i shouldn't say like ewoks and job of the hut like those <laughs> two, but just like all the creatures you know like it's just a lot of shit to keep straight in this universe and then you have like planets and stuff it's a lot of shit to keep straight so like for you not to have caught that that's not like surprising i'm glad I'm not alone in that. No, but there are definitely still times where I'm like, what planet is this? Yeah. (laughs) Where are we supposed to be? Whoever's keeping all this straight, kudos. I can't imagine what their, like, archives must look like. Right? Yeah. How embarrassing it was for those people who were trying to kidnap Leia being outrun by a literal child. Mm -hmm. That scene was kind of cringy because it was so bad. Like, you could tell these people were, like, literally running in slow motion trying to catch this child and they just couldn't. And I was like, this, again, is, like, something where I'm, like, unrealistic. Just fucking grab her. Like, I could grab her and I used to get, like, a pinch runner in in softball because I (laughs) I was so slow. I forgot about that. (laughs) Get Michaela's runner on the face. And to be fair, I was also a catcher. So like oftentimes catchers didn't run. Yeah. When they like have her surrounded at the beginning of that chase scene, she just like runs right past them. It's like, um. I am loving, obviously, that we're getting Obi-Wan and Hayden Christensen. Please soon, if he's not in more of episode three, I'm going to cry. But I do love love our new little like trio that we're introduced to which is the uh like three inquisitor kind of people you know at the beginning first of all i fucking love their lightsabers like if i could make one of those at disney i totally would those are so fucking cool Mm -hmm. but i love the head guy the inquisitor that's what he's like called love him also seeing him in something different as soon as he popped up i was like i recognize that dude where is he from and then i looked him up and he's the designer in a simple favor Oh but my like, God. um, I fucking love Sung King so much because he's in the Fast and Furious franchise. I love Han. R.I.P. Man. So happy you're back to life, though. And he plays what is it, fifth brother. Love him. I love his helmet. Like, yeah. I just love his look. I love the aesthetic of these three. Yeah, same. And then, like, so cool. And then, as we were talking about before, um, with Moses Ingram. So her character, Reva, I think, but also, like, whatever you said, like, third sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or whatever her like name is in this love her and cannot wait to get more of her and i'm really hoping to see her and darth vader like interact i also want to see her and um obi-wan kenobi battle it out i agree i love the texture of the the like main inquisitor's head i just think <laughs> yeah. his whole look is very interesting and pleasing to look at and just like his acting is good. It doesn't really seem like he's pure evil. And I don't even think Reva's going to... I hate that I may be pronouncing her name wrong. Third... Fine, we're going to call her third sister. Okay. Third. I don't think... Is her name, like, really ever said? 
No, like, I know it's no, on here, always, but I literally don't remember hearing that. Yeah, they always refer to her as the third sister. I'm looking, I don't think she's even going to be all evil. I really don't. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting the sense that she could be morally gray. I mean, I don't think anybody in this is like pure one thing or the other, except maybe the fucking chancellor, but palpy. <laughs> palpy. Blue, blue, blue shockies. I have some predictions okay. for the rest of the season. Do you have any other notes before we get into that? No, not really. It's kind of hard with only having two episodes. Yeah. Well, so going back to to third sister, I feel like she was one of those younglings that had to run um, at the beginning because why else would they have showed us that scene? And they keep saying that she's like dirty or like unclean or like tainted. She's from the Jedi side, I think, and then like became a Sith. And I think there was also mention of like the Jedi's that refuse like there were the Jedi's that went over to the Sith and then if they refuse, like they get killed. So she's obviously like one with the force and I believe that she was like training to become a Jedi. And then my other prediction is that there's going to be a big battle similar to Mustafa battle. Um, and I'm excited about that. We definitely Wait, need between one of those. Who? Between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. I would love to see that. I really hope we do. We need something like that. Come on. To like rival. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite lightsaber battle. Yes. In all of Star Wars. It's so fucking good. I really love sword fighting. Like mm. you said when we talk about Game of Thrones, like hand-to-hand combat scenes are so interesting to me. And then also so good. Kung Fu movies are so mm. fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. I really like it. I'm not into like action that much for some reason like the punching and the hitting I don't really care about but like I, I maybe it's because like sword fighting is like an art and same with like martial art it's like an art form and it's very like yeah delicate and dance dance like I love it. And I love seeing like behind the scenes stuff then of them training for them too because I think that's so impressive and watching that and also the footage, hi baby boy, of Adam Driver rehearsing the behind the scenes for the sequel trilogy. Oh, good. And I know even Daisy Ridley, I mean, this is off topic a little bit, but then even Daisy Ridley said that it, like it was intimidating when he's in full Kylo Ren gear because he's fucking huge. And like seeing him in yeah. that moment, like it, she felt like that she was in danger when it's not like it's a choreographed move. But I think it's so impressive watching yeah. That, like, behind the scenes, then seeing how it turns out on screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm such a hoe for hand-to-hand combat. That's why I cannot wait to watch Battle of the Bastards. Yes, <laughs> Also super interesting um, seeing Anakin, a.k.a. Darthy boy in At the, the in the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can't. What a, po- what a sad life. That he, I know. what a sad like way of existence. Whoever's washing that thing, can you imagine how bad that suit? water probably smells? So does he just chill in there all the time? Like, what's what's the tea? I'm. I feel like it's gotta be. I mean, I don't actually know. I feel like it's gotta be some like healing thing for his skin, maybe. And but I don't know because at the end of Revenge of the Sith, obviously we see him don the whole suit. So like, is he in and out of the suit frequently to be in this? like tub i don't know seems like it It seems like when he's not in the suit he's in the tub (laughs) Uh, i I think it's like aqua therapy yeah that's what i would think i'm interested to see him like back in the full suit though oh i'm so fucking excited for that um and also i'm interested to see if we get palpy 
at all. Yeah. So normally when we talk about these shows, like we tend to talk about a lot of shows when they first start and then we like never go back and finish them. Uh, will you be finishing Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> well, I'm sure that Shelby is going to watch it. So I will probably catch snippets of it. Um, if not, watch the whole thing with her. And I know obviously yeah. you're going to gonna watch it. A hundred percent. I will be tuning in every week to watch it. I'm very excited. This is like a good show to be looking forward to. Like it just feels me, fills me with good feelings. So that's what's so right. Like no shade, no tea to Marvel fans, but y'all have so much shit. Like you have a new movie every other month. You have a new TV show every month. Like you just, you have so much shit that I feel like that doesn't even make it special anymore. Where like Star Wars, when we get things, it's like, oh, I'm going to savor this because we might go 10 years without another movie or something. Right. Which obviously now with like Mandalorian, you're like getting more Star Wars content, but like within the main, you know, like Skywalker kind of saga, you don't get as much as frequently. I like it. I thought it was really well done and I am intrigued Mm -hmm. to see more, but y'all know how fucking horrible I am at watching TV. That is it for this week. Next week, we will be back continuing on with our Game of Thrones coverage so we will be covering season four (laughs) but yeah we'll see you next week see you next week we love you lilas thank you for listening lilas